Hello, hello, podcast land. Pardon me for jamming out. Welcome to Trip Talks, the podcast. First podcast. First real podcast. So if you listen to my introduction podcast, you'll find out a little bit more about me. My name is Trip. Welcome to Trip Talks. And for my first podcast, I want to try to do something that I really enjoy. That way, it comes across as interesting and exciting and so forth. And I chose something, hopefully something you enjoy as well. And I chose the Netflix original series called Orange is the New Black. Now, the season seven came out on July 26th. Now, I know it's a little dated. I'm sure everybody's had a chance to watch it. I think I watched it in two days, three days, maybe binge watched. I've been following the season forever, um, ever since it came out, uh, which was uh, 2013. I was when I originally uh, that was season one was 2013. Um, Orange is New Black. I absolutely love it. I kind of a Netflix junkie. There's many more that I can discuss. The one that I'm on right now is called Mind Hunter. Oh, what a great show. And that's going to be another podcast for another time. Then, of course, uh, who can argue with uh, Stranger Things? Stranger Things is absolutely awesome. I could do a whole podcast on Stranger Things. I could do a whole podcast on just how Stranger Things made the 80s so realistic. I'm a 70s and 80s child, and I tell you what. They park, especially that uh, Star Court Mall. Oh, so 80s. Oh, anyway, let's go back to Orange is the New Black, season seven. There will be spoilers, spoiler alert. So if you have not seen season seven, just warning. It's been out for a while, so I'm hoping everybody has seen it. And I'm not going to digress the whole show. Um, I just want to kind of go over the characters, um, my, some of my favorite characters, some of my unfavorite characters what made the show, what makes the show, blah, blah, blah. The show was created by Genji Cohen, uh, actually created for Netflix. And it's actually based on Piper Kerman's book, Orange is the New Black, My Year in a Woman's Prison, 2010. And it's about her experiences in a minimum security federal prison. And it really is a cool show when it first came. Nothing like that at all. Of course, it's going to, back in 2013, when it comes out, it's going to appeal to all the guys like me. Oh my gosh, a women's prison? Are you kidding me? And, uh, you know, sometimes I, it, it was just, you started watching it and you, and you, and you thought the little kid syndrome, you know, it, it definitely wears off. Okay, it's a women's prison show, hmm, you know, but actually there's stories behind it. And then it's like, it really sucks you in. Uh, by show three of the first of the first season. Um, it's actually Netflix's most watched original series. Um, it's received several awards and nominations. It's got all primetime Emmy Awards. It's gotten, uh, gosh, what I was trying to think. Also, it's got, I think, six Golden Globe Awards. It's got uh, Writers Guild of America, Producers Guild of America, and also a Peabody Award. Now, all these awards, you know, you start winning so many awards, and they start piling up in your closet, and you start using them as doorstops. So, you know, I'm kind of off and on and on awards, 
I mean, it's definitely a measure of success. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's definitely a measure of success. But I don't think it's just the only level of success. Um, the level of success is the viewership and the response you get from your fans. And I guess that, I guess that goes along with the, you know, awards that, uh, that, that it, uh, that it won. Uh, anyway, the whole thing is about Piper Chapman. Uh, she's kind of the main character. And again, she's not even my favorite character. She really isn't. Um, I like Piper, just not my favorite character. Uh, it all starts when she was transporting a suitcase full of drug money for her girlfriend, Alex, and they both wind up in prison, and they have a, you know, on-again, off-again relationship, which pretty much stays on the whole time. Um, also, out of all the seasons, some seasons are hit, some seasons are miss. This one's a hit. Uh, in fact, Rotten Tomatoes is at, at 97% on Season 7, where Season 5 the 71%, which holds true. I really didn't like some of the middle seasons. Uh, I thought they were silly. I thought they were goofy. Um, the whole riot thing was just, this wasn't my season. The whole kick kickball thing in the, in the yard was just, you know, not my season. Uh, so they've had some good seasons and some bad seasons, but let me tell you what, season seven hits it out of the park. They wrap so much into this show that made me start thinking, outside the box you know you see all the stuff on tv about uh just everything the immigration the politics and everything and this show this show this season season seven hits so hard on ice and immigration which is a huge problem here in america um you know it's gotten to the point where they want to build a wall and again, that will be another podcast. I'm not going to get into all that right now. But what I am going to get into is I was blind to the whole ICE and immigration thing you see nightly on TV. You know, my thoughts were, oh, big deal. Who cares? Oh, wow. Hey, it's not me. So why should I worry about it? And when I watched this show, it really turned me around. Uh, this show, this season hits it home on so many levels. It hits it home on immigration on mental health, on losing a baby, life after prison, the good, the bad. The mental anguish of isolation. And we'll hit on all of those as we go through, the, go through all the characters. Which will lead me to, I guess, just go down the list. I'm trying to make it easy where it's, you know, first podcast and everything. I'm just trying to make it easy. And uh, this will get a lot smoother as we go. Nobody bakes a pie or a cake the first time and it turns out to be scrumptious. You have to have a little bit of trial and error, and that's what we're going to be doing. I'm going to learn. You're going to learn. We're going to learn together. We're going to be in this together. I just thank you for listening. There's 10,000 podcasts you could choose from, and you choose one that, you know, was a Oklahoma icon and, you know, from the heartland and beyond. And that's exactly what it is. We are talking to everybody. And if you go back and listen to my intro, you'll find out who that everybody is. Anyway, let me go back to my first character was uh, Taylor Schilling, the actress that plays Piper Chapman. Um, she is now out of prison, living with her brother and her brother's wife and the brand new baby. So she just got out of prison. 
Alex, her girlfriend, her prison wife, is still in prison. They're communicating back and forth via, you know, the prepaid phone card deal. And it shows a strain on their prison marriage, which I can understand. Here's Alex in prison. Here's here's Piper in on the outside world, just got out. And it shows how she is trying to make it on the outside with probation and everything and trying to hold down a job. And the jobs that she can get as an ex-con aren't exactly the jobs that pay the bills. And it shows how when you're released from the system, you know, and, and again, it's, it's one of those things I never really thought about. Oh, wow, they got released from jail. Uh, they pay their time. They deserve it. Hey, they pay their debt. You know, now, now you know, now it's their own. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's got, I mean, it's got to be tough. It's, it's got to be tough. The jobs you can get as a ex-con, uh, when you put that on your resume, you're going to be very limited of what you can get as far as employment. I guarantee that. Uh, until you work your, until you wake, work your way up or you get a very forgiving employer. So it shows Piper getting out and trying to adjust to the new life on the outside. And you think this show started in 2013. Imagine how much has changed since you were put into prison at 2013. I mean, gas pumps have changed. Cell phones have changed. Everything is computerized. You know, uh, the latest Nintendo, the latest Sony, PlayStation has probably changed 15 times since then. You know, it's really a struggle when you get out of, of, of you know, just to go about your normal life, depositing money into a bank or cashing a paycheck or trying to telephone a friend or how to, you know, get a phone card. You know, it's I'm sure it's quite the adjustment after you've been incarcerated for a long time. When you get out, the eye opening result of that, I once heard on a radio station or some something like that. Um, people who have been in prison for a long time, like 20 years, 30 years, and they get out, one of the first things they recognize that's missing is kids. You know, you imagine 30 years ago, all the kids played outside. Everybody was outside. You were riding bikes, you were playing in the mud, you were playing in a puddle, you were looking for crawdads in a creek. You know, here in America, kids are not outside anymore. They're inside. They're inside playing their games, talking on their cell phones. Um, so you can imagine being incarcerated for so long and getting out and just trying to adjust a new life. So enough of Piper and Alex. Uh, again, Piper and Alex are not really my favorite characters. I did like uh, Alex, who was Laura Prepton, by the way. I loved her in the uh, that 70s show. <laughs> I just don't like her as Alex. I don't know. It just comes across harsh. My next favorite character, uh, really not in any order, I shouldn't say my next favorite character, next one on my list is Red, and she is the Russian, played by Kate Mulgrew. And let me tell you what, I've been following Kate Mulgrew, I'm going to show my age here, since the Star Trek Voyager days. She was the badass captain of Star Trek Voyager. You know, she wasn't really a Picard, and she wasn't really a Captain Kirk, she was kind of in between. She was nice. She was by the book. She was tactical. But also, she didn't take any shit either. And I loved her as uh, Captain Janeway on Star Trek Voyager. And she plays a fantastic Russian. They call her Red. And she is the, oh, in the past seven seasons, she's the head cook. She runs the kitchen. And she is, this season, 
she is put in solitary for X amount of time in the shoe, in the hole, solitary confinement. And what the show really hits on is the mental damage that's done when you can't be social with anybody anymore, when you're put in the shoe, when you're put in the hole. And when Red gets out, I mean, here she, here, 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 here is Red, here is Red, a badass, the whole entire show, entire badass, the whole show. She's put in solitary confinement for X amount of time, and when she gets out, she is like rubber. She has lost her mind. She can't remember how to cook. She can't remember how to put the ingredients in. She can barely function throughout the day, and it goes to show you the mental anguish that is put upon you when you're in those kind of conditions in solitary confinement where there is no, you know, nobody to talk to and so forth. You know, imagine you and I, we talk to hundreds of people throughout the day. Even if you stay home, I mean, all day, you're still going to talk to somebody. Imagine social interaction being jerked away and nothing but silence for X amount of time, nothing but six concrete walls. I should say four, but you know, there was also a roof and a floor. So, uh, you know, four concrete walls, a roof, a floor, and that's all you've got. Uh, the only interaction you have is somebody sliding you a tray of food once a day. So it really hits home on the mental anguish of being in the shoe, being in solitary confinement. Uh, another one of my favorite characters is uh, crazy eyes, Suzanne, a uh, very lovable character. Um, Suzanne, crazy eyes. She loves everybody. She's kind of simple minded, but she loves everybody. She accepts everybody. And I really like her character because it's such a different than what you would expect in prison. You expect real hard asses in prison and crazy eyes is not like that. Crazy eyes is easy to talk to. She'll talk to you. I really like her character. It's kind of a breath of fresh air. Another character is uh, Tasha, which she goes by Tasty Jefferson. Um, during the seasons, she progresses into a office assistant for the warden. She is really getting her stuff together. This season, she kind of falls apart, but then she comes back a little bit, which is kind of nice. I, I, I like the actress, uh, I believe it's Danielle Brooks. Yes, Danielle Brooks that plays uh, Tasty Jefferson. Love the actress. I love the character. Awesome. Probably my all-time favorite, uh, I probably will go ahead and say favorite, is Nikki Nichols. Ah, I love Nikki Nichols in this show. All seven seasons she's in, and I can't get enough of her. She's absolutely awesome. She is the kind of badass, crazy um, inmate, and she's always either in some business or she's trying to help, you know, help, help people with, with, with their business and all that. And what I really like about Nikki Nichols is the season seven ending credits. Her emotions, let me kind of fill you in season seven ending credits, all the main characters, really pretty much all the characters come back for cameos and so forth in season seven. And at the end of the, the trailers or watch the uh, credits, you'll see all the actors and actresses give a final bow, give a final wave. Uh, they'll blow you a kiss saying thank you for being a fan of this show. And it shows 
the character Nikki Nichols and take after take, she is just sobbing. She is so upset the show is ending. And that's what really did it for me uh, is how a actress can pour her heart and soul into a show, into a character and just her reaction and her love for the fans really came through on the ending credits with, uh, with Nikki, another great character. And she really, really hit it home on season seven is uh Penzatucky. Now they call her Tiffany Doggett and her nickname is Penzatucky. So if you can imagine a little bit of Pennsylvania, a little bit of Kentucky, that's where you get Penzatucky kind of a backward ass girl. Uh, of course I'm from a backward ass state as well, but what's weird is they call her Penzatucky because if you know anybody from Pennsylvania, you know, you've got Philadelphia on one side, you got Pittsburgh on the other, and in the middle, you basically have Alabama. And so when they call her Pennsylvania, it's a little bit of Pennsylvania, a little bit of Kentucky. It's kind of funny. My mom's family was all from uh, Philadelphia area, Mainline, Devon, Spring City, all, all that. And the further east you go, the more moonshine you're going to see. But what's nice about uh, Doggett, her character on season seven is she's trying to go for her GED. She's trying to do it. She's trying to do herself better. She's trying to do her GED. And she finds out that she has a learning disability. And so now she's trying to cope with this learning disability. Uh, she's embarrassed at first, but then she embraces it. Uh, she's given extra time on her GED testing to finish the testing and so forth. And when the final test comes for the final GED test, my other favorite character, which is Loose Check, played by Matt Peters. Uh, Loose Check does not uh, convey that Tiffany, Pennsylvania, needs extra time in the test because she has a learning disability. So during the main G GED test, Tiffany Doggett does not get the extra time needed to complete the GED. She's heartbroken. She's pissed at loose check. She's failed. She's totally knows she's failed the test. She's ruined her test. She doesn't want to go through it all, all over again. She falls into a slump like we all do. We all fall into that slump. And she gets more and more depressed. I didn't make it. I'm not, I went through all that work. You know, screw it, screw the system. I'm sick of it. I'm a prisoner. I'm always going to be a prisoner. And in a moment of despair, she sees another inmate snorting an unknown substance. I mean, it could be laundry detergent. It could be cocaine. It could be who knows what it is in prison. But uh, she sees an inmate snorting whatever they're snorting nowadays. And the inmate shares what she has, and Tiffany ODs on the substance. She overdoses. We lose her. She dies. Season seven. She's gone. It was really sad. Absolutely sad. For a character for the first six seasons, really, yeah, she was a great character and all that, but she really put herself together. She was really trying hard, and now she overdosed on drugs. And... Super sad moment, super sad moment in the show. And then the character I spoke about earlier, Tasty Jefferson, gets the mail, gets the results of the GED, GED test, 
and lo and behold, Tiffany Doggett passed. And the correlation of Tiffany taking the test, having learned disability, overcoming it, thinking she didn't get enough time on the test, thinking she did horribly on the test, overdosing because she felt bad about herself, dying, and then the mail comes and she passed the GED. It's just kind of a gr- sad but great story of what they've wrapped into season seven. You know, on season seven, they've wrapped, season seven's got everything in there. It's got relationships and trying to make it outside of prison. It's got ICE and um, immigration problems. It's got uh, mental health problems and so forth. They put so much in season seven. It's really, really incredible. Um, Another good character I like is uh, Joe Caputo, which is the captain captain of the guards he's later the warren i like joe caputo he's just one of those guys you want to sit and drink beer with joe you know he's just one of those guys you want to go fishing with love joe caputo not always the brightest doesn't always do the right thing but he's a very lovable lovable character which is going to bring me i'm gonna spend a little time on this one is uh morello morello is the very nice sweet italian girl i love this character morello is awesome all seven seasons this season again she hits out of the park because season seven hit it out of the park. Now we have a inmate in jail that had a baby. The baby is in ICU. They lose the baby. And it just shows the just the, the hurt, the confusion of not being able to be there on the outside for your baby. The baby had some kind of problem. It was an ICU. They lost the baby. And whenever Morello hears a story that she lost her baby, she totally blocks it out. I mean, it just it just didn't happen. Almost like uh, almost like Red in solitary confinement. Morello loses her mind. The baby's still alive. The baby is, you know, doing fine. She tells all the inmates, oh, the baby is doing great. It's growing. Here's the new pictures. And, of course, she's cutting out pictures of um, babies on on the internet and saying that's the baby and it's not. And what's nice is Nikki Nichols comes to her rescue to give her a hug and so forth. And it's really not clear if uh, Morello gets over it or not. Um, But it was just such a deep, deep story on all these characters on season, season seven and what they're going through. But anyway, Morello, I love the character. I love the accent. I love her meek little voice. Just a super sweet Italian girl. If she wasn't so crazy, she'd be attractive. You know what I mean? Um, also, I got to give a shout out to Big Boo. I love Big Boo. She's um, She was on seasons, I think, one and two, four, and definitely six and seven. Uh, Big Boo is the larger woman that's a lesbian she absolutely cracks me up i love big big boo if you needed a friend in prison big boo needs to be your friend you want big boo to be your friend that's for sure um yeah i've, I've I said this before but uh loose check uh joel loose check he's kind of the votech teacher uh kind of does it all around the prison um <laughs> typical lazy guy he's gonna do the bare minimum uh, again, you can't help but like Loose Check. He's a he, he's a, he's a really good character. I also like uh, Sophia. 
And she's not, she, Sophia's not in all the seasons. Sophia's, is, is there, she's in seasons, eh, I guess, yeah, one through six, and uh, she's a guest in season seven. Again, season seven, all the, all the cameos come out in season seven. Um, Sophia is played by Laverne Cox. Absolutely fantastic, wonderful, wonderful character, wonderful actor, actress. I'm not too sure how you say that. I think she's an actress, not an actor. She's an actress. Uh, I had to think, I had to think there for a minute. Um, wonderful, wonderful character, very lovable. And I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give uh, honorable mention to Amanda Fuller, and she is the actress that plays Madison or Battison. Battison comes in on seasons six and seven. When I first saw her on season six, she annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, who is this Madison? Her and her fake Jersey accent. Um, but then as, a, as the series goes on, you know, she's really kind of cool. You know, she is who she is and she gets her ass kicked. You know, she's this real badass um, inmate and she ends up just getting her ass kicked. And it's just, it's funny to see it happen, but it's also a very good character. The actress does a fantastic job with the character. There's w without a question on that and you know as far as orange is the new black I, I hate to see it go it was just one of those things you look forward to you know it's one of those things hey when's when seasons when season six coming out when's season seven coming out and it's just one of those uh shows on netflix that you you don't want to miss and it's just a good show no, and it's not a family show but it is a good show to watch uh you know at nine o'clock when the kids go to bed kind of a kind of a treat there's lots of treats on Netflix. Um, I don't know if I said it at the beginning of the show or not. We really don't have a rewind button here. But uh, the one I'm into now is called Mindhunter. Um, that was Mindhunter. You've got to get into that one. That one's phenomenal. I'll do a podcast on that. The Umbrella, the Umbrella Academy was really, really good. Um, you know, it's just not fair to say Stranger Things. Stranger Things is probably the best thing that's came to a flat screen TV ever. Stranger Things is totally awesome, and this last season knocked it out of the park. But uh, this Orange is a New Black on season seven. I guess the most thing, the thing I take, the thing I can take away from most of it is, you know, not the living on the outside of how they made it, of how they didn't make it, because there's one girl on the um, season seven, Cindy, yes, Cindy Hayes, she gets out as well. And just as opposite as Piper, she gets out on the outside and she's homeless. She's got nowhere to go. So it shows, you know, when you get out of prison, it shows Piper actually having a roof over her head where Cindy has a tent over her head. Quite the contrast on what happens when you get out, you know, if you have help or if you don't have help of what happens to you. Great shows. And I'll talk more about all these shows on future podcasts. It's not all going to be Netflix, even though it's something I love. I'll cover new movies. I'll cover how to, the proper way to change a tire. I'll cover, you know, the proper way to lay a floor, the proper way to install a pre-hung door, proper way to mow your yard. I'll do a proper way how to make sushi. Uh, I'll do one on, I mean, who knows? This is going to be an average guy podcast on the ones coming up. Just an average guy having a conversation. I try to keep it about 30 minutes, not want to bore anybody to death. So that is my 
official episode one podcast here at Trip Talks. I want to thank you for listening. Again, you could listen to any podcast on your phone, but you chose me. And I definitely appreciate that. And we will see you next time on the next episode. Thank you very much.